Welcome to 15 to Life, the podcast that talks about life after life in prison. Come with us on a journey and explore stories from within the prison walls to outside the prison walls. All of these podcasts are dedicated to the victims of crime. Hey, what's up, everyone? It's your host for the podcast, 15 to Life, the podcast where we talk about life after having a life sentence in prison. I'm your host, Tito Guerrero. Let's jump right into this Motivation Mondays, Monday Motivation. So, uh, it's been a bittersweet two weeks saying goodbye to my team, uh, both direct team and indirect teams at uh, work moving on um, to a new role, but it sparked a lot of great conversations. And so this week's Motivation Monday is really going to be centered around one of those talks I had with my team, Um, just trying to keep them encouraged, trying to keep them on point. Um, So I'm going to talk about a few things, but it's really about turning your nose to goes. All right. We'll get into that in a second, but what I wanted to talk about first was the word challenge. Um, we hear challenge in so many different settings, right? You know, I challenge you to a duel and, you know, like someone's going to die and it's it's about checking people's, you know, um, uh, manliness or, or whether their convictions really lie in whatever the hell this person is challenging them on or, you know... Um, I challenge a call on a football field. You know, I disagree, and I think after further investigation, uh, the the ruling will be overturned, or I'm hoping it will be, or whatever, right? Um, You might challenge someone to a fight. You might challenge a grade that you got on a test. You know, there's so many different ways to challenge. People challenge theories by using scientific data to to prove them or to disprove them right so i've always pushed my team to challenge things of course in a constructive way and to an extent using filters but i've always had a very uh, people love saying i have an open door policy <laughs> come talk to me you know i'll listen and and you know i'm i'm here for you and it's a bunch of bs because um, a lot of times people don't want to hear from their people. People don't really want to uh, find out that maybe something they're doing or did or whatever is, isn't right. And and I think that's the ultimate failure of the quote-unquote leader slash manager is thinking they can't be wrong. Not being able to come from a point of humility to say, I don't know everything. Not coming from a point where where they can truly embrace the very individuals that they lead slash manage and and therefore those individuals feel they can embrace them back and that is when you really have a leadership position in my mind when people literally are like this is a good dude or this is a good woman or this is a good person just in general right and because of that because of the way they make me feel when they're around i'm willing to do things for them um, I heard a lot of very flattering things over the last two weeks, and I mean, I swear to God, I was brought to tears. I couldn't even tell you how many times. Um, and, and just the other day, I was out with a lot of my team 
uh, and, and just, you know, talking about things and, and letting them know things are going to be all right. But more importantly, to never forget the challenge, right? And so when, when, when I talk to my team about that word challenge, I tell them anything and everything you do, challenge it. You know, ch- challenge the status quo. Challenge what worked yesterday. Challenge what didn't work and, and, and challenge the individuals that are part of that process, right? That word challenge has so much power and it never has to be said. It's just it's just a way to do things. You're always challenging things. And and here's here's a a, a, a spoiler alert, right? Like if I could tell you how many times I challenged something and once I dug into it, I was like, oh crap. No, it, yeah, that actually was the best idea. Um, and I just wasted three hours of my life doing all kinds of research trying to prove it wrong. But you know what? If one out of five, one out of ten times I challenge something and actually it comes up as, holy crap, we shouldn't be doing that and it might cost us an extra $50,000 or whatever it may be, then hell, is it not worth it? And not to mention, and this is me, and uh, I'm not going to say anyone's ever told me that as you get higher up, this is what you're supposed to do. But I have just always looked at people in higher positions than myself and said, their job is really to know it or to figure it out, right? They are there to get me what I need to do, what I got to do. And if I'm high enough up where I'm leading a bunch of people, then man, they... Uh, I feel overwhelmed half the time, so they must be like, whoa, either they're freaking awesome rock stars or they're stressed the hell out, or both. <laughs> um, I like to think I've been pretty good at most of my positions, and um, I, I was still overworked and stressed out, and a lot of it was self-imposed, but it's because I constantly challenge things, even things that weren't in my arena. So I push my team to challenge things. Because the more they challenge, they will instill that into the people that they supervise. And people realize they're not going to get away with stupid shit. Because someone is going to continuously challenge them. Right? Like the worst thing you could ever tell me. is Well, it comes in a couple of different uh, framings. Right? Tell me what I can't do. And then, depending on what it is, unless it's something stupid, <laughs> I'm going to try and do it. Um, and it might take a year, it might take 10 years, but don't, don't throw that gauntlet down and think I'm the one that's going to allow that to sit there unless it's something stupid. And it was really, you're trying to get me to do something that benefits you. I like to think I'm smart enough to figure that out and not do it. But anyway, the other side is if you challenge me as, and I'm just going to say Tito, cause after these last two weeks, I got to come to grips with, uh, I'm kind of a weirdo, I guess, and maybe that's what makes me a good leader, but um, don't tell me what you can't do, because you will make me sit there and talk to you for the next hour to prove you wrong, and 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 uh, I've been asked a number of times over the last two weeks, like, like why why do people follow you, and why why do people listen to you and gravitate towards you and talk to you about things that they don't do with necessarily other people. And, and you know, I really, I don't know, I still, I'm not 100% sure on how to answer that, but what I can tell you is I earnestly, in my heart, it's not, it's not an act. It's just, it, it isn't. And I think that's why most people don't get it and they try to, 
they try to say that, that you can learn it from someone or you can read it in a book. Um, but the reality is, if you're not willing to be the, the, the person that you need to be for other people, then you're just not going to be that. And, and, and for real, it, it's okay. Um, because it's, it's a very selfless thing to do. Uh, I definitely get big-headed when I hear people talk about me in those kind of regards. But at the same time, it does, it's, not, it's just going to make me do even more stuff for other people. So I don't know. It, it, it's like I guess I feel good about it. But at the same time, I think it's funny because I'm the guy who eats last. And way before Simon Sinek ever wrote the book, like I've always been that way. Like I want everyone to make sure that everyone else is taken care of. Um, and I know that they'll come and get me or they'll share with me at the end right um and 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 when it comes to to my people i really want to know how they're doing i really want to know how i can help them and when they screw up i'm really going to let them know and if they screw up early on in our relationship they probably won't like me at first and and it was funny because a lot of stories i heard was people didn't like me when they first met me but i don't have a problem holding people accountable well, I should say I did. I learned the hard way by getting held accountable myself that you got to hold people accountable, but if you, you got to do all the forefront stuff. So anyway, I'm going way off tangent here, but, but it's all heavy on my mind because of these last two weeks in preparation to, to move on to my next role. But um, it, it, it comes from, from the heart, y'all. So um, I've, I've read and listened and, and watched all kinds of leadership stuff. And, and don't get me wrong. I, I believe it's all 100% great stuff to do. Like um, read, listen to books, uh, watch videos, go to seminars. I, I, I've 100% endorsed doing all of that. Don't think I don't. Um, but eventually... When you read those books, when you go to those seminars, when when you watch those videos, you're going to start thinking about how much of that you're doing because you're actually doing it from your heart. And um, it, it's, I just don't think it's for everyone. And I get that. I mean, we're not all put on this earth to be leaders or, or to be empathetic beings, spiritual and all that stuff. Um, and... I'll throw this out there because saying spiritual made me think about it. Just because you go to church or you have faith or you uh, donate money or even time. Time is worth a lot more than the money. But none of that crap matters if it's not from your heart. And I know you think it's from your heart. But dig deep down. Is that is that the first thing you think of? You know, I was asked one of the things like, uh, how, how do you approach things? Whether it's work, it's all that. And I always... It's, people first because people will get the job done people will make the customers happy people will make me look good if i'm the one leading them so why wouldn't i make sure that they are first and foremost on my to-do list right but anyway back to, to to what this this cast is really about turning your nose into goes so i literally kind of came up with this on the fly with my team because i was thinking that they, they, they were asking me all these questions about, you know, what, man, it's, it's, you're leaving and who are we going to get and how are they going to treat us? And, 
you know, we're not going to get that development. We're not going to get this. We're not going to get that. And, you know, I, I, I feel them because I've, I've really poured into them and I've seen them grow so much, but they're so far away from their real potential. And, and, and I'm very upfront with them on that. Like, once again, another little cliff note for y'all. Don't think because you spent 20 hours with someone and you've seen that, that glimmer of growth and you're like, ooh, I cracked the shell. Well, if you ain't busted that bitch open, then don't get all excited. It's like an onion, you know, you're going to cry every, every little bit more you peel it back. So if you're not in blatant tears, then you ain't made it yet, buddy. And it, it, it could take years to develop people, you know. It all depends on how much time and effort you can put into them. Someone that you deal with every day, every day, every day, you'll probably be able to develop a lot quicker. But if you got someone you deal with once a week, once every other week, you might not see them. But once or twice a month, and they're that kind of direct report, you're an idiot. And I'm saying this from the heart. I love you to death. But you're an idiot if you think you're going to develop them and that you're going to have this rock star team after a year. Good freaking luck. Anyway, so turning your nose into goes. So I pretty much told them, like, whoever you get, they're not going to be me. So you just got to understand that. Whatever whatever you like about me, they're not going to be that person. They might embody some of that stuff. On the flip side, they might not hold you as accountable. So you might like that. And, and I'm hoping any of y'all that are lift, uh, listening that are on my team, y'all better get on whoever's there if they're not holding you accountable. Because y'all know you might hate it when, when I get on you, but it keeps you on point. So anyway, there's going to be the pros and the cons. But my big thing with them was, one, the word challenge. You're always challenging things. But if you're asking for more hours... But they know me because don't ask for it unless you can justify it, right? So if you're asking for hours because you got a ton of product and you got to produce or you got to clean or whatever you got to do, but you're going to use X amount of hours and this is a return on investment. If you go and that individual says no, turn that into a go. You got to go back to the drawing board. You have to go back and figure out why. Even with whatever work you put in at the time, that did not work. Go back and then come back again. And until that no turns into a yes, you're going to keep going back and working on it. You know, you go to the apartment complex and try and get a better apartment. They tell you no, you figure out why and you go and you work on your credit score. You work on your deposit. Whatever it is. Whatever no someone throws in front of you, you change that into a go. No, boom. You're going back to the drawing board. Continuously going back to improve on the process, the procedure, the presentation, the framing of it. Whatever needs to be done, you turn those no's into goes. And you just automatically go back to that drawing board and work on it. Because this is what a lot of people do. And really... If you're a leader, you should be encouraging that. If you sit there and people come in and ask you a question and you go, um, yeah, I don't think so. No. And they walk out and you don't say, hey, it's not worth fighting for. Hey, have you thought about presenting it this way? Hey, if you're not doing that, FYI, you're a piece of shit. Quit your job. And yeah, you guys know I get a little vulgar on here, but I can't help it. 
if, if you're not working to develop the next you, then you suck and you need to go so they can bring someone in who knows what the hell they're doing. And when I say knows what the hell they're doing, I don't care what industry business you're in, right? It's about the freaking people. The people make the world go round. Money is a created thing. Money doesn't make the world go round. Side note, yes, it does. But without people, money's nothing anyway, right? So when it comes down to it, every time I've been told no on something, I go back and like, depending on what it is, uh, and, I'll, and I'll give like some examples. Um, I was trying to put together, I was trying to put together this 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 night shift. So I had this great idea. I'm like, if we had a crew stay working at night doing some production, I could have a bunch of stuff staged. And I'm very, I'm really summarizing this. I could have equipment that was needed, product that was needed, and cleaning and, and staging that was needed, all set up. And based on some of the production, they're going to kind of pay their own wages and have a little bit left over to, you know, throw throw some extra money in the bank. Not to mention the benefit it has at the startup of the day for the regular shift that comes on. Great idea, right? I mean, I did all this work on it, doing the math and, you know, how much money you like. I had everything dialed in. Literally put together a, a five-man crew, one salaried staff, the rest hourly. Freaking dialed in. And mind you, this was something I talked with the team. I, you know, go down five levels below where I was at and talk to all these guys one-on-one and, and, you know, hey, if I could get this put together, would you lead? Would you guys work? And like, I had the whole thing ironed out. I go, I turn it in. No. No, that, that wouldn't work. Someone tried it, whatever, seven years ago and all this. So I asked, you know, well, can I see what they did and why it failed? No, don't worry about it. So, okay, I go back to the drawing board. Now I'm asking people who have been around longer than me because that was before my time. Hey, who remembers that? Oh, it was this. Oh, they only had two people. Oh, they had incidents. Oh, they had. So now I'm taking all that and throwing it into my framework. Okay. In the meantime, I go, I got all this extra product. I got all this stuff. It has to get taken care of. We're either going to lose it or we got to produce it. I need extra hours. Boom. Extra hours get approved on the spot. Boom, they're off to the races. So I got them working this extra day to do that. Meantime, I'm putting my plan back together. I come back, get told no again. Cool, back to my office. Still got product, boom, submit for more hours. The hours get approved right away. They're back at it again, and I'm back at the drawing board. Tweak some things around, kind of say I'll be able to make a little extra money because of this. Like I'm trying to throw anything and everything in there. Take it back again. This is my third time taking it back. No. Give it up. It's not going to happen. Fine. I put it back on my desk. We still have product. I get some more hours approved. After those hours get approved, I pull all the numbers from all the extra money that was made, specifically from production that was done with those extra hours. I then put all that into my proposal, but I don't turn it in. Right? Sounds weird, right? Literally sit it on my desk and I wait. Product gets backed up again. I ask for more hours. Have my my standardized little proposal, little one-sheeters, no big thing. 
I walk in, it gets signed off immediately, and I go, wait. How about you just sign off on this night crew? I go, the money we've spent on these extra hours because they're overtime would have been for a month and a half of running this night crew. And we would have made even more money off the night crew. And they're fresh. They're not working overtime hours where they're already burnt out. My boss laughed at me, said some vulgar things that I I could repeat because I talked that way on here, but I'm not, and signed off on it. And it went up to the CEO who signed off on it right away. Well, he asked a couple of questions and then he signed off on it. And that was it. Like, there wasn't anything like, hey, good job with the persistence. Because that was my, her expectation of me. And um, that's what I pushed to my team. Turn your nose into goes. You just keep going back if, if it's important to you. And I've had direct reports that right away, if I go, uh, no, I don't think, oh, forget it. And, and they just walk up and they will never ask me for it again. They will talk shit behind my back. Oh, he just shuts me down. No. And it's, once again, excuse my language on these, but I'm being very real, y'all. You know, I'm like, don't be a bitch. Don't go off because I say no. Why don't you ask why I said no? Why don't you ask if there's something else that you could do for a yes? Or reframe your proposal and just bring it back. And don't quit. Like anyone who has come at me five or six different times for the same thing, I'm like, damn, okay. Like, obviously you're not going away. So let's start working around Maybe not saying yes to this, but something similar or something in between that we can all agree on. So, I bounced all over the place today, and I'm sorry. I probably should have made this into about three different podcasts, but the reality is this. Anytime someone tells you no, I don't care if it's at work, I don't care if it's in life. You turn that into a go, and you just keep going back to the drawing board. So, like I said, I'm I'm starting this new position, and... People where I'm at right now, they've just felt like I was good for that. And I had to remind them. I had to remind them. Over the last six-ish years, um, I applied to be a VP about 15 different times. Was interviewed four times. And I finally got it. The difference was is every one of those no's just made me go back and work on what I need to work on. And I finally got it right. So my question, and more importantly, my challenge to each and every one of you is, what was the last no you got? And did it make you go? Anyway, take your ass back to the drawing board. Never give up. No excuses, only solutions. Keep it moving, keep it positive, and don't forget about the goddamn people because they will forget about you if you forget about them. This is Tito, 15 Alive, signing out.